You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Perth Property Show. My name's Trent Fleskins, your host. As always, today we are doing a deep dive into the world of auctions and auctioneering. We are sticking to that theme of it being a seller's market right now, so we thought we'd spend some time giving sellers some love for once. Auctions are something that really are a bit of a mystery in Western Australia when you compare it to the East Coast where it is more than norm. Here, it is the exception. And today, we're going to talk with uh, my friend, Jason Whiteman, who is a fantastic auctioneer and has experience on both sides of the country as an auctioneer and national trainer in auctions. And for me, that gives Jason the perfect background to be able to assist us today with just discussing the pros and cons, the whole setup, really, the process of how an auction might work for you as a seller. Jason Whiteman from Guest Real Estate, thanks for coming in again, mate. I appreciate the invite. Alrighty, let's just start off, just get really basic, Jace. Let's get a definition really of what an auction is and how that compares to what our usual private treaty system would be in Western Australia. Lay it out for us in layman terms as possible. Okay. So an auction itself is a derivative from the Latin term octio, which means to increase through competition. An auction, quite simply, here's the house, here's the terms and conditions, we're going to sell it on a designated time at a designated location. If you're interested in buying it, turn up and the highest bid buys that property subject to hitting the reserve price or going above. As opposed to a private treaty property, there's the home opens, there's the price, come and have a look at it. If you like it, you make an offer and we negotiate. The key difference between the two is that there is traditionally competition between the buyers on an auction system. Um, and there's no advertised price on it either. The first question I have for you on that is, if we do meet a reserve price, which we'll talk about a little bit later as well, is the seller compelled to sell to whoever wins that auction or is it still really on the proviso that they agree later on? No, so if the reserve price is met, the auctioneer and the selling agent will be given a letter, a letter of instruction from the seller that this is the reserve price. If the bidding gets to that reserve price or higher, you're instructed to sell it based on the terms and conditions of of the contract. So it's definitely a sale. The seller can't be like, oh, no, I want another 50 now. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Um, Can they up their reserve price on the day? Yes. A vendor bid will only take place under the reserve price. However, if the reserve price is 500 and all of a sudden the, the bidding's at 520, does the seller have the, the ability to change the reserve price to 550? I would argue that they do. Hmm, very interesting. Probably don't see it, but interesting piece of information as well. Can't change the reserve price though if you've already declared that we are at reserve. Okay. Then you can't know. Fantastic. Okay. Now, why do only 1% of properties in Western Australia sell via auction? And when we do sell via auction in Western Australia, why do only 20 to 30% actually sell? Under well, the hammer. Yeah, sell under the hammer. So if you look at different marketings on auction results, a lot of the a lot of businesses will can include an auction that sells before the auction day and ones that sell after the auction day. So why are there so few properties successfully selling under the hammer as a percentage of traditional private treaty listings? In my opinion, it's the terms and the conditions that are associated with that sale. They're 
spar prohibitive. Explain those. A lot of the auction terms and conditions are based on the eastern seaboard. A lot of our training and mentorship has come from eastern states real estate agents and auctions over there work beautifully well. Let me give you a quick snapshot of the Melbourne real estate market. On the inner metropolitan, I would suggest that 90% of properties that are sold in the inner city metro are auction properties, and I would suggest that 80% of those are selling under the hammer at the auction on the designated time in the day. The agents over there have the advantage um, to Western Australia traditionally in that the selling um, of a property is far uh, in favour of the seller. That is, there are five people wanting one property. It's a limitation on supply and demand. And so therefore you're going to have competition. That's why auctions are a great concept. The other thing that most people need to understand is that if you don't sell a property by auction in Melbourne and you adopt the private treaty process, then we have a cooling off period available to the buyer. What that means is that If the property is sold through private treaty, the buyer has three to five days to change their mind and pull out of the contract. Now, clearly, real estate agents don't want that to happen when they sell the property they want it sold. They want their work to be paid for. The auction process allows that. Okay. So is it also a case in WA where we just don't have enough auctioneers or enough real estate agents that are incentivized to sell via auction? Is there a personal reflection on a a real estate agent who feels like they're being undercut if they also get an auction, you know, they're they're not good enough for the real estate agent if they need an auctioneer with Mm. them? Is there a judgment on on real estate agents if they go to auction? What's the mindset for real estate agents for not really suggesting to their clients, their sellers, that auctions are a good way to go? I don't think the marketplace will judge any real estate agent uh, as to whether they do offer auction or whether they don't. But clearly there is the point where real estate salespeople today are not offering it. Because if they were offering it and offering it and selling the concept correctly, there'd be more auctions in Western Australia. And we just don't have that at the moment. So there's a blockage with most real estate salespeople. They don't believe in it, don't trust it, don't like it, and don't want to get to know it. Hence, we have the result that we have. Now, if we have a look traditionally with a, with a real estate auction, and we're going to be guessing that 20% of properties, if we can adopt that number, sell at the auction on the day of the auction. Well, then that means that eight times out of 10, we take a property auction, it doesn't sell. I don't think real estate agents want to sit on the lawn with five neighbours and their seller and no bidders and conduct an auction when in their own mind, they see it as failing. Mm. Well, I think another reason that we haven't had many auctions in the last five years is that it's a horses for courses thing. I've said it before, the auctions really work when a house sells itself, especially in a seller's market. When it's a buyer's market and there are minimal buyers, an auction is really risky in my opinion because it does show your cards. If you get an auction up and there's eight neighbours and two buyers and neither of them want to meet reserve price, yeah. it really does put your cards on the table. It's an interesting concept because if an auction doesn't sell after 30 days of being on the market, some people think that has failed. Yet you might have a home over here that's been on the market for 90 days and still hasn't sold, but we don't see that as a failure at that it's stage. more of a definitive failure, isn't it? Uh, very much so because the auction creates a lot of attention. The moth will always go to the bright light and the bright light in your marketplace will be the auction property. It's more condensed as far as advertising in a shorter period of time. It's louder. Well, it is definitely louder. So if we sell it and then we're successful, we're more successful with a louder volume. But adverse to that, we're also failing with the same volume. Yeah, and I see the same risk not only for traditional auctions, but also for the online open negotiation style auction as well. If it doesn't sell in that time, it's the same thing. The other difference with that is 
it's very much online and you can see it as well, which is even worse, I think, for me. It stays around with an open negotiation style. Yeah, well, it's got a lifespan of forever on the, on the internet, doesn't it? At least with a traditional auction, if you fail, you fail to the people that rocked up on the day and then people forget about it. It's interesting as a freelance auctioneer as well that when I turn up to an auction, if I have a scenario number one where I have the real estate agent, their boss, the two sellers and four neighbours... As opposed to the next auction I do, I've got 25 different groups out the front, the ice cream truck, I've got bunting, I've got kids with balloons and the like. I know which one of those auctions is going to work. Mm. Well, okay, the next question I might have is in terms of the prohibitive reasons people don't use auctions as their selling method is, is there a fear that auctioneers are too expensive? Is it is obviously an extra cost, right? It is an extra cost, but the extra cost of an auctioneer is the only extra cost. And an auctioneer today is somewhere between $500 and $1,000. It's not really breaking the bank, is it? Well, it's rounding fif- numbers. It's $1,500 or 1900 to sell your property. Yeah, understood. So really, there shouldn't be much of a difference there when it comes to end game. And marketing costs that much in a lot of ways anyway. Let's say we've decided we do want to go to auction, right, as a yes. seller. The real estate agent has suggested it. The sellers said, yes, let's go to auction. Good idea. Is the real estate agent also often the auctioneer or do they generally novate that to a different person? Traditionally, it'll be someone different. However, in my instance, I call my own auctions. Yep. Um, and I know a lot of, there's several auctioneers that do the same. I believe that the job should be two different people. Yep. The agent and the auctioneer should be separated. Why is that? I've got a team then of two people doing the negotiation. So the real estate agent will always know the buyer and the seller a lot better than the auctioneer will. And you can have some fun with that. You can have some banter with that. The interaction between the auctioneer and the agent, that can appease any nerves with any of the buyers. And it really puts on a show as well. I think with a good auctioneer being separate to the agent, as an auctioneer myself, my customer is the agent. The agent's the one that's rung me up to come and help negotiate. So whether we sell the property or whether we don't, my job as the auctioneer is to make sure that John Smith, the real estate agent, the 50 people who saw us do that auction today walk away and say, that was a really good show. I want John Smith to sell my home when I decide to. Yeah, okay. So in your situation where you might be the real estate agent and the auctioneer, you might get one of the guys in guest real estate to come in and also be the real estate agent yes. so you can be the auctioneer? Correct. Yes, I'll get yeah. someone and on board. And I've seen that help. before as well. Okay, so next question. If we have decided we want to yes. do an auction, how, how much time would we give between the date of listing it and the date of the auction? What's okay. the normal time frame where minimum we're going to need? Traditionally, the auctions are run over a 30-day period or four weekends, with the auction being on the fourth weekend, or it might be a, a midweek auction on in the evening, or even at an in-rooms proposition, which a lot of um, different groups do as well. I think in this sort of marketplace, though, we, we need to understand that because there is such a lack of supply, we're somewhere between 30 and 40% less properties on the market across Perth at the moment than we had 12 months ago. Buyers may not want to wait four weeks to try and buy a home if something else comes up. They fear on missing out. So I think a two weekend or a three weekend campaign, which effectively 16 days, and if we can incorporate midweek home opens as well, that's going to give us 10 to 12 open for inspections in 16 days. That's more than enough exposure in this market. The misunderstanding that when you do an auction, the real estate agent's not really working anymore, that's quite wrong actually. The real estate agent's working quite a lot to prepare for the auction. Well, I think most uh, most agents that do the job correctly are doing the job of what would normally take 90 days to do. They're condensing that down to about 20 days. So yes, a lot more work. So your job really as the real estate agent is to herd as many of the cattle into the gates at the same time on the same day and get them there and get them excited. We've got to get them excited about the property being value and we do that I think by talking price which I'm sure we'll touch on a little bit later. 
with regards to that price, let's segue straight into it. You're yes. having a lot of the similar conversations, really, aren't you, in the meantime? Yeah. Because people aren't going to rock up to an auction if they don't think that they're going to be able to buy it for the price they want to. That's correct. So there's a lot of that conversation, really, that they're asking the same questions. What is the yeah. price going to be? What am I going to have to pay? Yeah, and, and what what's it going to sell for and the like? I think the real question that a prospective buyer is asking is, Jason, what is the reserve price? The reserve price is what the owner will take. And I don't understand why we don't talk about that. It's a from price. Well, effectively, it's a from price or it's the reserve price. Every piece of real estate that's out there today, every commodity, anything that's tangible, any service has a price affixed to it before we try and purchase it, except the real estate auction. I don't understand that. Yeah, well, I like the way that you do it is that you say auction on this date, a reserve price from this price already. Yeah. So, And it's worked because it, what it does is whilst the and auction price in the last one that I saw you do went way above the reserve. What yes. it did was get a whole bunch of people there that were happy at that price and were totally free to compete if they wanted to at certain price points along the afternoon. Absolutely. So in that instance, that particular property, we spoke about the price as you would do at private treaty at the point of listing the property. And we then turned around and spoke about adding competition to the method of private treaty, which is an auction. So we advertised the price um, that the owner would take. And we advertise that from day one on the signboard and on the internet. We agreed that we wouldn't sell it before the auction. And if you wanted to buy the home, then you had to turn up and bid. We made the terms and the conditions for that auction too very um, palatable to the buyers. So we were allowing a $10,000 deposit, and that could be paid within five days of the auction. Which is very similar to a private treaty. It's exactly the same. Um, We allowed people to bid subject to finance. However, the caveat on that was that their finance had to be pre-approved, not from a broker, but from the bank. And it's not just not an online letter from the bank. I wanted to know that they had their credit checks done. What are the monthly repayments? What's the maximum purchase price they can go to, et cetera, et cetera. And if they could provide me with that information, then they were allowed to bid too. They were allowed to be a registered bidder. A registered bidder. Let's just talk really about how the day would work as an auction. So let's say we have a 12 o'clock auction. Yes. What tw- would the day look like before that and after it? Well, for, for me as an agent, it probably means I'm on site at about nine o'clock, putting up the extra bunting and the signboards, uh, making sure that the coffee van turns up. Good concept to get the neighbours to come along and have a look as well. Good promotion for an agent. Also adds to the uh, to the ambience for the prospective buyers and also the um, the sellers as well. Um, yeah, the sausage uh, barbecue out and all those bits and pieces, free cool drinks, and we make sure all that's ready to go. 12 o'clock auction, we'll be out there at 11 o'clock with the home open, uh, just to give us enough time if there's any last minute uh, challenges that we need to address and come 12 o'clock the auction gets underway people will have a uh, a big bright yellow uh, number uh, as a, a registration paddle which they need to make sure that that's what they need to be able to bid okay and how long would an auction normally last yeah good question some of them will go for two or three minutes some of them will go for a good half an hour can be exhausting for an auctioneer. Yeah, you certainly earn your lemonade afterwards. Yeah, and it's an emotional roller coaster, not only for the seller, but also for the number of buyers, even ones that aren't even participating, and also for the auctioneer. Yeah, look, I think as far as uh, the buyers are concerned, it's an interesting point because in traditional auctions where we're not talking about price, you know, we have conversations with the buyer and the buyer says, you know, I can spend low 500, should I turn up? And the agent will always say yes. But if that reserve price is set on the day of the auction traditionally at 600000 this person bids to five fifty, and the property gets passed in. They've got a really bad taste in their mouth about the process and that agent, in my opinion. They wouldn't be so crass as to say that they've been lied to. But if you know your reserve's at six hundred and your buyer's at five, I think they would appreciate the truth. 
let's talk specifically about uh, this most recent auction that I went and witnessed. I was semi-interested in the property at the time. You set the reserve price at a very achievable 399 grand. And I think this is just a demonstration of how auctions can be successful going forward in a seller's market in Perth, even though people haven't really given them a chance in the last few years. Yes. Before the auction, I put a, a beer, I think it would have been a carton, on whether the price that had a reserve of 399, I said, Jace, I reckon this is going to go above 440. And you said, oh, look, I, you know, I'll do my best, but I'm not sure I can get it above 440. And how did it go? I owe you a beer. <laughs> you owe me a carton. <laughs> <laughs> so the property ended up selling at 470,000. Nine people registered to bid on that property and we had 21 offers above the reserve price. So all that we've done there is we were fortunate enough with our timing in the lead up to Christmas of 2020 that we gave this property an opportunity to allow competition to dictate its price. We could have sold that at 410, 420 in the first week, and I could have probably sold it five times. So thankfully, the owner entrusted us enough to take it through that process, and we got to where we were. And were you surprised? It, Obviously. Yeah, look, I was on the price. Yeah, definitely. But once the bidding started, I thought, and it started very slowly like they normally do, but once we saw the momentum start to take place and the eventual bidder, I thought, was very, very emotive and he was giving some uh, signs through his body language that he was going to beat that underbidder. I mean, at one stage, you almost squared off in front of him and looked at him before he walked back to his normal position and he increased his bid by 15,000. Now, that sort of atmosphere and the ability of an agent to read that body language and use that body language, you're not going to get unless you've got them at the property and you get to see it firsthand. Yeah, it does create, as I said before, a very weird feeling and a level of anxiety and competition that most people may never have ever felt in their life. I, I don't disagree. I, I call it excitement, but yeah. you know, these people are trying to buy a property and, and in this pricing bracket, it's the first home for some of these people as well. But the feedback that I got from the eight underbidders was they really enjoyed the process and divulging further with more questions to them afterwards, it was because they knew at $400,000 they could buy it and they were willing to pay at least that. The reason they didn't get it is because someone wanted to pay Well, they more. weren't willing to pay yeah. 470 Correct. Which is the whole point of an auction. Yes. Right? Let's just say that it didn't sell under the hammer. It didn't meet $399,000 reserve. What yeah. happens then? Yeah, well, we would have to go back and have a look at what happened over those three or four weekends. Why didn't we get to the price? What are the buyers saying? What were the bids? So it wouldn't be the fact that the auction process didn't work. It would have been because we had a priced it wrong. Now, as an agent, I can't guarantee price on, you know, to the dollar on every property. But if I know that I've got one or two people that would look at this property at that price, then in my opinion, that's the type of property you discuss the auction process with. So you had obviously quite a few people call you beforehand. Yes. But no one's rocked up on the day. It's possible that it was, you know, AFL grand final day and no one was available. Or yes. it was a rainy day and no one wanted to get out of their car. It's also possible that just the reserve was too high even though they were discussing a level of interest That's i'm correct. assuming you'd call the two or three people who were interested but never rocked up yes and just try and get a private treaty out of them correct it's exactly what we do exactly what we do we just continue the conversation afterwards but i think the concept of advertising a reserve price that's your decision as to whether a property goes to auction or not is to whether or not the seller is happy with market value today or not 
I wouldn't put a seller through the stress of an auction. And auctions become stressful when they don't sell. I wouldn't put them through that situation if in this instance, the owner wanted 600,000. Now the eventual sale price was 470. I wouldn't put that person through that process. Well, not if that's the thing, if it was advertised, especially that the reserve was 599 and not 399, you wouldn't even got any of those people to rock up. I wouldn't have, and I would have been able to discuss the reserve price after the first weekend, as opposed to traditionally setting the reserve price the night before the auction. Let's make sure that the work we're going to do and the impost of being around that person's home three, four, five times per week is worth it to it's that It's not seller. wasting people's time because, as you said, it leaves a very sour taste in the mouth. It does for me especially yes. where a property is advertised and it is advertised whether it's auction or private treaty at a price that is just so unrealistic. It gives me the shits, mate. Honestly, nothing angers me more. I'm happy losing a property if it's to a genuine competitive buyer, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not happy losing a property if it's been listed and I've put the time in and the seller, their reserve or expected price is just way above any realistic price. And there are still a lot of properties on the market yeah. now, even with selling timeframes of two weeks that have been on the market for 180 days because yeah. they're 100 grand even over today's prices. And it does my head in. I think you people need to know where the price is. And particularly with an auction, what's the reserve price? Not what, what will it sell for, we don't know that. But what will the owner take? Over in Melbourne, they advertise what we call a buyer's guide which is normally a price range of say 900 to a million is the buyer's guide. Now in Melbourne, you're allowed to be within 10% of the reserve price on any price simulation or direction. So you know where an auction in Melbourne is 900 to a million, you know the reserve price can be as high as 1.1. So before you do anything on that property, you know whether you can or can't afford it yep. or see value in it. So why aren't we doing something very similar over here and even make it more transparent? Just tell the people the reserve. Yeah, that's a very good point. Well, I think also, I guess with regards to private treaty, and I know that's not what we're talking about today, sure. but as much as there is a code of conduct for real estate agents to not underprice a property, yes. it's also not to waste a seller's time and accept and list and pay the marketing fees on overpricing a property. If yes. their expectations are not realistic, well, then don't waste their money marketing it either. If the owner wants over and above towed odds, that's their right. But as long as they've made that decision themselves and haven't been ill-directed by an agent. Well, I think that if that goes to market in a price point that's way above the market at the moment, it is ill-directed because the agent should have said it's not realistic, you won't get the money for it. Last question really, what are the risks of an auction? There's, there's no extra risk with an auction uh, versus private treaty. If the property doesn't sell, you know that this property won't sell. If you advertise a reserve and you're talking reserve price, then you're going to know before the auction what your chances of success are. So what are your real risks? Standing on the front lawn with 20, 30, 50 other people and we don't get to the reserve. Awkward. It's probably the only risk. Do you ever see sellers pull out of an auction before it even gets to the date and just yes. go, look, I don't think yes, you know, they get I cold have. feet even? Yeah, I do because the feedback from the agent might be that the buyers are saying 500 but the owner wants 700. So why go to auction? But we could have overcome that by having that conversation before we started advertising. Bonus question, how many auctions do you see where it says for auction, but then they just sell it via private treaty you know, two weeks before because they get the price they're happy with? I see it more times than not. And to me, I read that as the salesperson in control of that property, just not having the confidence to hang on to it. If you're going to sell Missed the property- opportunity. Potentially, particularly in this marketplace where we're selling properties or some agents are selling properties and bragging about it, sold in a day, sold in two days. Well, if you've priced a property correctly and that happens, why wouldn't you hang on to it for 14 days mm. and get those three or four people on the front lawn and make them fight for it? No world record was ever achieved or broken without competing for it, yet we try and do it in real estate all the time. Yeah, it is funny how uh, people 
advertise their sales days on market as something to be proud of. Yeah, see, to me, I agree with you. I know where you're leading to on this. <laughs> I almost think it's failure. Yeah, well, I think it's settling. Yes. At the end of the day, no, I guess that's called a settlement. Correct. There yeah, you go, guys. Exactly it is. As Trans Confucius says, thoughts <laughs> at the last uh, point there. Jace, thanks very much coming in, mate. Just as fun as the last one, really. We'll have to figure out other things to talk about uh, on air into the future. Feels like I didn't leave. Cheers, mate. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!